When you look at yourself in the mirror, how would you describe what you see? I'm sure there's all kinds of adjectives you would use to describe it, but I'll bet one of them isn't the word millionaire. There's one person who would, and that's the government. It's time for Get More Retirement Radio with Bruce Smith. That's the reality of what we call the unseen millionaire. You don't see yourself that way, but when you hit that kind of wealth, you need a higher level of planning, a higher level of management for that wealth, and you better have a tax plan. It's time to ask the question, how much more can you get? It's time for Get More Retirement Radio. Hello again and welcome to Get More Retirement Radio with Bruce Smith. My name is Randy Cook. Here each week with Bruce as we go through some of the things that you might be thinking about, wondering about, or maybe we bring up something you never thought about when it comes to that time in your life when you're going to step away from the nine to five. There will be a time when you retire. You're going to walk away from it sooner or later. How's it all going to work with the money? And that's what we talk about here. Bruce, how are you doing today? The money thing. The that's money what we thing. we talk about. Yes, yes. isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> well, we get... We got, we've had a glimpse of spring with a warm day finally, and it yep. drives down the snow, and I'm just so sick of snow. I'm just sick of winter. And, <laughs> you know, I think we're all looking for sunshine and heat and, you know, hopefully, you know, keep knocking this COVID thing down. I hope, I hope, I hope. Damn that prairie dog <laughs> or groundhog. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he's, well. He needs to be just <laughs> <laughs> there's a few people who have uh, a few ideas about hey guido we need a contract out on the rodent <laughs> you know? oh my but uh yeah so very true and uh we're looking forward to some better times as we just about close the book on february here and moving our way into march how about that so we'll talk a little bit about the markets a little later on in the show today but uh as as i mentioned what we like to do is talk about the whole planning aspect what are you doing to get ready for retirement. And, and Bruce, you know, the, the, the studies say that only one in, in four people have an actual written plan. Only one in four people actually go see a financial advisor. And then we brought in last week that only one in four of those people have a plan in their, their financial plan to account for inflation. So, I mean, it just keeps going down and down and down. So that's why I bring this story in. And this one comes from Seeking Alpha, the website. And it says, most financial plans are set to fail miserably over the next decade. And I found that <laughs> a very strong statement because you figure if you've got a plan, you, you've got a leg up on everybody else. But this says most of these plans are destined to fail. So do you believe that? Do you think that's true? There's like 20 variables that go into these things, okay? If plans don't fail, the number one reason that a plan doesn't fail is because the people adjust their lifestyle downward to accommodate the problems the plan presented. Mm -hmm. If it underperformed, if the taxes were too much, if they didn't plan for a certain outlay of capital, if, if there was an unforeseen health event, whatever it may be, that's the part that, that, that you know, I'm, I'm, see, you got my blood boiling early in the show on this one, because, <laughs> you know, this is not only do we work with people that are near retirement, recently retired or been retired for a little while, we have some people who have been retired for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And when you sit down with these people and they, they give you the reality of what happened to their plan. I mean, the one we hear all the time, I remember when interest rates were 14%, sure. you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and now they're one, two, you know, yeah. and it's basically, you know, I really had to pare back my golf game or I had to pare back my travel or I had to pare back. And whenever I hear had to pare back, 
I mean, I cringe. It's like, you know, because if you've hit all the marks in a plan, if you've done all the results in advance testing, what if the markets don't perform? What about underperformance? Have you considered that? We do in all of our planning. What about tax rates? Have you included that? We do. What if they raise tax rates? We do. What if they raise tax rates and the market underperforms? We do. What if there's a premature death of a spouse and you lose one of the income streams, the retirement income stream and or social security? What happens then? And you know, what happens if all these dominoes start coming together? and working against you. At the end of the day, either you have enough money to maintain the lifestyle that you chose for you and your family, and you're able to accommodate that over your entire lifetime, or you end up taking the plan was not good enough, it didn't achieve the results, and you take a lifestyle cut. And that's the difference between having a plan and not having a plan, having a solid plan versus an investment plan, Mm -hmm. and having a comprehensive plan that is tax-inclusive, that makes sure you're checking all of the boxes and you've looked in advance. Our thing isn't how great the plan can be. Our thing is, let's look at all the ways the plan can fail, and let's test it for that, and let's try to make this thing as strong and durable as possible. Well, you're hitting on exactly what the article was talking about when you dive in there and and say, okay, if, if most financial plans are set to fail miserably, why? And the reason that they give is they don't feel in this particular article that we're going to have another 10 years like we've just had 10 years. They don't think that the market is going to run at that particular rate. And a lot of financial plans are written and are dependent on market growth of 6 and 7%. And if that doesn't happen, according to them, the plan fails. So that's exactly what you were just talking about there. But let me let me drill down on the tax thing here, because you have said in the past that you can't maximize your financial plan without a tax plan. Can a financial plan fail without a tax plan? Absolutely. The biggest thing with tax planning, and please, ladies and gentlemen, do not get you know sucked into the idea that Oh, he's talking about tax planning, so he's going to reduce my taxes. You know, yes, one of the byproducts is is a goal, and, and we often achieve, you know, a significant reduction in your lifetime income taxes during retirement. That in and of itself can be a monster number, okay? And in the case study that we have on retirementtaxes.com, we talk about, you know, a wealthy person, but we also talk about a person who has a million dollars total in their 401k between the husband and wife. Now, when you look at that, the tax savings of their lifetime is about two hundred grand, okay? But... The end of end of life value at age 90 is projected about $800,000 more money. We knocked off about $200,000 over their lifetime in management fees. We reduced the fee expense. We saved their heirs about a half a million dollars. So realistically, from having a normal plan, an investment-only plan, a typical traditional financial plan versus a tax freedom discovery plan, on a $1 million account, there was about a million five difference. But as far as tangible money during your lifetime that would now be unleashed and, and available to you, it's over a million dollars between keeping more of your gains because not having to share them with Uncle Sam, plus what you saved in taxes alone, there was a million dollars of projected additional benefit. So If you had a plan that wasn't working or a plan that was weak or a plan that wasn't able to accommodate unforeseen circumstances, if you had a million-dollar cushion that did not exist with your base investment planning, Mm -hmm. 
isn't that something you should explore and take advantage of that opportunity? And Bruce has said many times on the show that, you know, being a, a guy who has spent uh, his time in the Navy in a submarine is he looked around at all the dials and everything that was on that submarine and said, what can break and what can kill me? And, I, and he goes about financial planning the same way is what here is going to fail that can mess this plan up or make it fail? What can kill us? And I think that's a great way to look at retirement. Let's take a look at good markets, bad markets, flat markets. Let's take a look at at high taxes, low taxes. Let's take a look at high inflation, low inflation, interest rate, all of that, and factor all of that in. And that's that's what this show has all been about. And we encourage you to take that step forward and say, okay, I like the sound of that. Where do I go from here? And Bruce, we've set up a brand new website just a couple weeks ago, Retirement taxes.com and there you have a brand new ebook the power of tax freedom discovery planning what do people find when they go there what are they going to take away retirement taxes was built to help people understand first of all i really encourage people to take a look at the ebook and again it's not just about the tax savings i liken it to the, some of these lottery tickets you see you know i love you know you, you spend five bucks or something for a lottery ticket which i think is ridiculous but okay and it says you know 10 chances to win. And you're like, wow, that's only 50 cents a chance for five bucks. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a great deal. You know, and you have 10 chances to win. Now, how many people do you think get a lottery ticket like that and all 10 of them win? Not <laughs> okay. many. Yeah. Probably, yeah, one in a bazillion. How many have nine winners or eight winners? I mean, if you get one winner, you're typically happy. I love the people that pay five bucks for a ticket. They win $2 and they're excited. It's like <laughs> the house just got three bucks. Hello. Yeah, right. So, you know, the tax freedom discovery plan is because taxes are woven throughout the fabric of a retirement plan. If you don't have a plan at all, you know, you still have a tax plan. It's Uncle Sam's plan. And and believe me, it's a very costly plan. It's a very inefficient plan. If you have a tax plan, all of a sudden, literally, you've got at least 10 chances to win. There's 10 areas that it will impact you. And you can win, and quite often, you know, we see over a 95% success rate, a 95% success in finding additional opportunities that you do not have now in your current planning. I mean, we, you know, we do hundreds of plans every year for people, and we see this 95% of the time. So it's a pretty good bet that you probably have overlooked or ignored, or your advisor has overlooked or ignored opportunities that they don't know about, or they don't use in whatever it is they do. Most people just do investments. So in our case, we hit 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, quite often. So, I mean, is it worth your time? Is it worth saying, look, is there a better plan? Is my plan good enough to get me through retirement? Maybe, maybe not. Or do I want a plan that's designed to maximize all of those opportunities? And it's very simple. The more money you have as a cushion, the better off you're going to be able to maintain the lifestyle you want for you and your family. But you've got to have a plan that hits all the marks. That's the key. Go to retirementtaxes.com. There you'll see that ebook, And there you'll see those 10 different things that can benefit you from having this kind of planning. You can also take a look at the video that Bruce has there for you. And you can also make an appointment with the team at the Wealthcare Investment Center. Again, it's at retirementtaxes.com. Check that out today. Or 888-888-5601 and just say, hey, heard the radio show, want to sit down, want to talk about this. How can this help me? 888-888-5601. Well, as long as we are on the tax 
topic here today. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, None of us want to be on the radar of the IRS. And there's an interesting article that says if you do these things, the lights start flashing, apparently, at the IRS, and you might be in for an audit. We'll talk about that coming up next on Get More Retirement Radio. We've all seen a big domino set up. Sometimes people spend days lining them up just right for that big moment when the first one falls and sets everything into motion. Retirement is like that. You've spent your whole life lining things up until that day when you step away from work and set everything into motion. But what if something isn't lined up or doesn't fall just right? The plan can fail. Bruce Smith at the Wealthcare Investment Center has been helping people retire for over 30 years and has seen so many people miss one all-important domino, tax planning. By having that one important item in place, the benefits fall like dominoes, reducing or eliminating Social Security taxes and required minimum distributions, reducing your Medicare Part B premiums, protecting you from future tax increases, sending more tax-free money down to your children and charities. There's so much more. But the overall effect is more money for you to enjoy in retirement. Bruce Smith has outlined these benefits in his new ebook, The Power of Tax Freedom Discovery Planning. We'll send you an email and you can download it at no charge. Go to retirementtaxes.com. That's retirementtaxes.com. Let the retirement dominoes fall for you and not on you. Go to retirementtaxes.com. And welcome back to Get More Retirement Radio with Bruce Smith. Just occurred to me we're going to talk about the IRS and that song's about running. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the other part of that, you, you know, you know, they killed the Jeep commercial that was on the Super Bowl. I know right? it. I know it. You know, I mean, that was see, so. Uh, okay, I know. It, it's, it's one just, thing. The guy he had a DUI. Okay, yep. I get that part. But then the the other problem with that was the old map that they show didn't have the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and the people at Michigan were ticked off. I was like, come on. <laughs> no, Everybody's just, just looking for something to get angry about. It's just nice. That, you know, this, this whole thing, like, you know, first of all, this whole offends me thing makes me absolutely crazy. It's like, listen, I don't care who you are. I think anybody in this planet, you can walk down the street, and if you want to be offended and, and you're open to that, fine. Or you can kind of, you know, strap on the armor and say, look, you know, there's going to be some arrows out there I don't like, but they're going to bounce off me because I'm going to be focused on my family and the things that are important to me and I'm going to go straight ahead. <laughs> and, and believe me, you know, dedicate time to that and the rewards are much, much greater than to find all the things that hit your your buzz buttons. You know, it's just. Ugh. Amen, my brother. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just, I just, I got it. Just, there's so many wonderful things in this world. There's so many wonderful people. You know, the one thing that, that really, I really get upset with this, with this whole racism thing, because. My dad always taught me to respect people who were respectful. And he said, absolutely, skin color should never, ever factor into that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so appreciative that I learned that at such a young age. And I don't see skin color. I see people. There are people, listen, you know, there's people that look just like me that are absolutely knuckleheads, you know, (laughs) and there are, and there are people who don't look like me who are the most wonderful people on the planet. You know, I respect people who demand respect, who command respect. That's the word, you you know, and I want to be the same. I want to be good to my fellow man. And, you know, where I live, we love each other and we just try to get through everything together. And that's the way, I mean, I don't want to be one of these flowery, crazy love people, but my God, as you get older, you get wiser, hopefully. You know, it's one of the reasons you made it this far. 
And, uh, you know, it's just this whole trip my trigger thing is just, oh, there's too so many much. better things in the world to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Uh, well, we're going to talk about a group of people that is hard to love. They're called the IRS. Okay. <laughs> I like the, I'll be honest. With you, I like the IRS. I, they're okay you know, with you. I, I work with them on things. We discuss things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let me tell you, they're just people. And they got a job to do. And and I, I think they do get a bad rap. I mean, you know, nobody likes to go somewhere. I mean, you know, I think most of us as kids, we had some kind of a job somewhere where, you know, somebody paid us 20 bucks or something. And, you know, part of that life cycle wasn't, there wasn't somebody who drove up in a big black car and rolled down the window and said, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. Give me $2 of that 20 bucks. It didn't happen, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when we started working, it's like, wow, I made all this money. Oh, wait, I'm getting how much money? You know, and and believe me, that's the government rules. That's the tax code. There's a lot of people involved that cause that to be. It isn't like the IRS. The IRS is just charged with these are the rules. Are you going by the rules? But as far as people and and helping people and servicing problems and things, we call the IRS. We talk to them about things. I've been to lectures where they speak because we go to a lot of advanced tax lectures and such. And they're wonderful people. They're intelligent people. You know, I just... People like paint the IRS into the corner, and I, I don't think that's fair. You know, it is what it is. We, none of us like, you know, peeling off a big chunk. And you believe me, you want to understand how much that big chunk is. And one of the nice things is the IRS says, look, these are the rules. If you do it this way, it'll cost you this. If you do it this way, it'll cost you three times as much. But the choice is yours. Well, we're looking at this article in Yahoo that says, here's a few things that you might want to watch because it'll put you on the IRS radar. And, you know, if you run a business and you make a lot of money and you have a lot of itemized deductions, these are things that kind of put you in the crosshairs, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, do these things make sense? And one of the sad parts of our society today, and the IRS is no different, is that everything now is, is a measured metric. And it's in a heartless box called a computer. Mm-hmm. And essentially, there's this range. It's like if you fall into this range, you know, okay. But if somebody, st- if, if your numbers line up outside that range, mm-hmm. there's a computer that's generating a list, you know? <laughs> I mean, we talked about this before, and she hates it when I do it. But my wife, uh, my lovely, lovely, wonderful wife, Monica, ended up on the terror watch list. And it was like, what are you talking about? I mean, here's this blonde-haired, blue-eyed farm girl, right? You know, how are you on a terror watch list? Well, her first initial is M, and her last name is Smith. You know, Smith, Jones, very generic name. And one of the things the computer looks for is anything that would have an Islamic tilt, like an M for, like, Mohammed Smith or something oh like that. Oh, my gosh. And, I mean, she had to get a redress number from the TSA the whole – yeah. <laughs> I mean, Monica had to go do the interview. <laughs> That's nutty. Oh, did, did you know that? No. You know that? Yes. And the guy at TSA was wonderful, and he said, look, he said, here's why. You know, and he said, basically, your first initial, the computer put your first initial, the last name Smith – being a good, a, a high probability target for a fictitious name, basically. <sighs> you know, and she's like, what? <laughs> you know, end up and hating so, computers by the end of this show. And, and, and we've traveled, you know, we've traveled all around the world. And all of a sudden now she's flagged, you know, and every time we travel, we have to put in the redress number. So it's like, hey, guys, take a look at this. You know, this is not, we've all interviewed and we're, we're TSA pre and all that. But, and, and so the IRS isn't kind of the same. I mean, a lot of these things have become automated. And that's really what this list is that they're talking about in Yahoo is that, you know, hey, if you're doing these things, this is not somebody with a, with a set of pop bottle glasses 
glasses looking at the look here this person took doing any deductions no it's 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 a computer model and it's basically hey you, you're outside the line so they're just saying these are things that can trigger that and say hey let's take a closer look at this person is this legit well what about the dealing in cryptocurrency that i mean i was reading a little bit actually on this last night janet yellen is is against cryptocurrency because she mm -hmm. says a lot of bitcoin is used to pay illegal things would that be why that, it, that if you were dealing in cryptocurrency, not necessarily investing, trying to make more money, but because of the that Bitcoin is used illegally a lot? The biggest thing is that Bitcoin, it is not in a monetary or currency definition within the, the tax the world. The tax world sees it as property, just like you bought a piece of art or you bought a farm or you bought a, you know, a piece of real estate at the beach. It's treated as property. And so people act like it's money, but it is not money. I mean, you, you could say, I have this painting, it's worth $100,000, and I will trade you this painting for this, this beachfront uh, lot. Okay, as an ex that's a great example of it. So notice that's a property exchange. Well, that the, the tax treatment of that is, you know, how did you end up with that $100,000 piece of property? Because you only paid $10,000 for that painting when you bought it. So there's a $90,000 capital gain on that property that you exchanged. So it's a different set of rules. I mean, Bitcoin, I mean, I don't like it because of, uh, I kind of agree with Janet Yellen. The problem is, it's something that is, there's a lot of unknown factors about it. And when you start saying something is a currency, it really should be something that is wide open. I mean, you really don't want to have hidden gotchas. There can be hidden opportunities. Those hidden opportunities can be used in unsavory manners. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons you're going to see this for a continuing time period on cryptocurrency. All right, Bruce, the next thing in this article talks about cash transactions. So you spend a lot of cash in your life or you make a lot of cash. Maybe you're a painter or maybe you're a guy who uh, refinishes basements for a living and people pay you cash. That can also put you on the IRS radar. Well, that's one thing. It's very hard for the computer to track how mm -hmm. much cash you have in your pocket, in a shoebox, in a safe, in a whatever. So, yeah, I mean, cash trans, especially restaurants, when they see restaurants that do not take credit cards, it's like, uh, in today's world, they're like, uh, cash only? Wait, what? You know, <laughs> so, oh, well, we, we brought in $80,000, but there's $300,000 in a shoebox. So, I mean, the one thing I always remember whenever you talk about cash is, is the movie Studio 54. Mm -hmm. And remember, they were like, you know, kicking out the ceiling tiles, and there was just, you know, just hundreds and bundles and bundles of $100 bills, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, they said that's what really got Steve, uh, what was his name, Steve? Uh, the guy that had Studio 54, but, you know, he was on TV, and they're like, well, how much money do you make? And he said, well, more than the, we tell the IRS or something like that. And the next thing you know, he's in for tax evasion. But cash is a big, it's always been a red flag. It always will be. One of the things about working through the last year, so many people have been working at home, and they thought, well, you know, I've had to set up my own home office. I had to build a desk that I could stand up in, and, and I have to buy all these office supplies. Claiming your home office deduct they say put you up and there's a red flag there and they may get you on that one. Again, home office usage. And see, it really comes down to percentage and percentage of time used. See, a lot of people, I mean, a good example of this one, and we actually uh, received a notice on this recently as some of our updated training, is the analysis they gave. They said if you have, for example, somebody is using their dining room to do Zoom meetings. Okay, so I sit my computer down on the dining room table. I've got a wall behind me and I'm doing a Zoom meeting. Well, the fact is, do you still serve meals there? 
is this a dedicated area mm-hmm. of your home for mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. But in case it's not, yet people are saying, well, my dining room is 14% of my house, and my utility bill is this, and my house payment is this, my interest is this, and then they start generating these deductions. I mean, if somebody's telling you that, and it's not a dedicated area, you're going to get tagged for it. It's just that simple. I mean, it doesn't seem fair. It's like, well, I'm forced to work from home. And because here's the thing, you're not traveling to work. You're not spending as much money in fuel. You're not doing all these other things. And your employer is still writing off that commercial real estate where you have a cubicle that you're not occupying. So they're trying to balance things out. All right. Last one on this list. This is a Yahoo article. We're looking at the 12 red flags that may put you on the IRS radar here is taking an early payout from your retirement accounts. So there's a lot of people that might dipped into their 401k to make things go during this time when maybe they were unemployed. Or, Bruce, there might be people who take your advice and they transfer money out of their retirement account and put it into a Roth. I mean, does that really put you on the IRS radar? Well, the Roth conversions do not. I mean, they're certainly well they're compliant, they're well within everything, and they're just a normal, normal day-to-day business affair. Uh, when it comes to taxes. What they're talking about here is people, and we've seen this a fair amount, the biggest problem with retirement distributions is people who are under 59 and a half and they take money out and then whenever it comes time to file their taxes, like let's say they took out $10,000 and all the the tax return says is how much you take out $10,000, taxable amount, and people put zero and their reason quite often is financial hardship. Well, financial hardship has very strict definitions. It's not just that, hey, I was having trouble paying my bills. That's not good enough, and that money is going to be subject to full taxation and a 10% premature distribution penalty from Uncle Sam, from the IRS. So that's probably one of the big ones, and that's what they're talking about here is when you take an early payout on your retirement account, you better either, you have to have the money back in, I mean, in the account and showing up in the account as deposited within 60 days. You can do a, you can do a 60-day rollover. But if you've taken it out and you think, hey, I just owe taxes on it and I owe no penalty because it was a financial hardship, it doesn't work. Interesting article from Yahoo and uh, trying to stay off the radar of the IRS. And one of the things we talk about on this show is there's a certain amount of taxes that you're going to owe, but why overpay your taxes in retirement? That's really what this show is all about and helping you navigate that. And we can certainly do that. And here is a place for you to start. You like what you hear on this show and you say, I wonder. I wonder what my numbers would look like when Bruce talks about this. Well, you can find out retirementtaxes.com. You can go there right now, retirementtaxes.com. And there you will see a download for the Power of Tax Freedom Discovery Planning. Very easy. And this is our gift to you. You can see this in action and then maybe start to see in your mind what your numbers would look like. And then give us a call, make an appointment and say, all right, put my numbers in this program and let me see what benefits there are. And we will show you that there may be, there's 10 here that we can, we can mention. And what if you could just get eight of those? What if you got all 10? Just take a look at the process there. Retirementtaxes.com is the place, or you can give us a call at 888-888-5601. Well, that is all the time that we have for today on this edition of Get More Retirement Radio. We hope you'll join us again next time. We hope you'll give us a call. Let's talk about how your retirement, the nuts and bolts of it, how does it all work? Let's do the math. Find us next time right here on Get More Retirement Radio. This has been Get More Retirement Radio. To find out more about the power of tax freedom discovery planning, go to retirementtaxes.com. That's retirementtaxes.com. 
or contact us at the Wealthcare Investment Center, 888-888-5601. That's 888-888-5601. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Bruce Smith is an investment advisor representative of the Wealthcare Investment Center Estate Registered Investment Advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Bruce Smith is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Pennsylvania number 363524. Imagine a helicopter dropped you in the ocean. You look around and you can't see land anywhere. What you don't know is, if you swim one way, you'll see land very soon. But if you swim the other way, it's 300 miles of water. You need information, and you need directions. Retirement is like that ocean, but which way do you go? Get directions for your financial life. Contact the Wealthcare Investment Center, 888-888-5601. Or find us online at retirementtaxes.com. 